Thank you for joining me today. This is Colin Hamilton, Commodities Analyst at BMO Capital Markets. And welcome to our short Metals Matters podcast where we highlight the key things you need to know in global metals and mining this week. To start with, it's worth talking about the current earnings season for metals and mining producers, which has confirmed that pretty much across the board, they're making phenomenal free cash flow. Indeed, 2021 is set to be the second strongest year in history for global metals and mining EBITDA after 2011, and that's what strong commodity prices will do for you. Which, of course, raises the question of what happens to that free cash. Now, we expect that due diligence on growth projects is still taking place, but with travel opportunities still limited, fares over engineering cost inflation coming through, and some geopolitical risk issues, not to mention the fact that equity markets continue to punish additions of long-duration capex on balance sheets, well, approvals will be limited. Where will that cash go? Well, one area the industry has lagged behind and is rapidly playing catch-up is technological-based gains. These can be marginal increments in areas such as blasting and material processing, or they can be in frontier areas such as the leaching of low-grade ores. It was very interesting to see the tie-up between Rio Tinto and Komatsu over the last week to develop zero-emission haul trucks, and we expect many more such strategic relationships being formed over the coming months. Meanwhile, for the steel industry, well, the carbon reduction potential of direct reduced iron in lieu of blast furnaces is a key area to watch for capex spending. We've produced a report looking at the potential implications for steelmaking raw material markets, and if you haven't seen it, please do reach out to me directly for a copy. Now, I've said it before, and I'll say it again, when the industry makes money, Not only do shareholders want more, but so do governments and workers and communities. And for years, the copper industry in Chile has been at the sharp end of this, and is so again. Currently, three copper mines have entered a mediation process to reach an agreement with workers, which of course includes the world's largest mine, Escondida. This naturally will make copper concentrate buyers more nervous, as disruption potential is there in a market which is still tight on the raw material side. I think more importantly than that, these wage negotiations are set to be a feature of the copper market for the rest of the second half. One of the most interesting things from uh, Cadelco's half one uh, financial and operating report was the fact they still have 13 collective bargaining negotiations scheduled for the rest of 21, which involves more than 6,000 employees across five operating sites. This will be a key area to watch in the copper market. On a separate topic, over the past few days we've started to receive questions about the potential implications on commodities of another China lockdown as the Delta variant cases rise in the country. Given concerns over the cyclical slowdown in the economy, we doubt you'll see a nationwide lockdown, but local targeted restrictions look increasingly likely. Already we've seen passenger trains being cancelled, particularly those heading for Beijing. For commodities, well, the playbook under a wider lockdown would be to increase exposure to those where Chinese logistics are crucial to the marginal buyer, given that's where the restrictions will bite. This would include alumina and coal markets, and there's a natural read-through there to aluminium itself. Pretty much all other refined metals would naturally suffer, given China is such an important buyer. However, raw materials would likely hold up a little better, given that we would expect scrap availability to decline. And lastly for this week... At the end of July, we saw CATL, the Chinese battery producer, launch its first sodium-ion battery, which uses cheaper inputs than traditional lithium-ion batteries, but also does display lower energy density. 
We see this as a further sign that a diverse portfolio of battery options will be used in future years to meet global energy needs, particularly as the use in energy storage grows. So there will be different options for different needs at different price points. With this, battery raw materials will remain a high growth area and 2021 is another year where EV sales are coming in ahead of forecasts. There's still a lot of potential scenarios around cathode material needs. So as always, we are happy to discuss any questions you have about metals markets. Please do just get in touch directly. Thanks and please join me again to discuss more pertinent issues in the next edition of Metal Matters. Thanks for listening to Intune, presented by BMO Capital Markets Equity Research. You can subscribe to Intune on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and other podcast providers. Or visit our website at researchglobalzero.bmocapitalmarkets.com to listen to more podcasts. Until next time, thank you for tuning in. To access our full disclosures, please visit researchglobalzero.bmocapitalmarkets.com slash public dash disclosure.